Welcome to another snack, everybody. Today, we are eating a <laughs> snack while we record. We are. Are you? Great to hear. <laughs> Here, we'll, like, we'll open We're like it. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> Alright, everybody, open your snack. What we are we We just opened today? a bag of Garden of Eaton. Is it mini E A T I N apostrophe. Garden of Eaton mini yellow rounds bite size corn tortilla chips made with organic yellow corn. Not bad. Not bad. Thicker than I expected, but that's never a bad thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, never mind. Anyway. People are always asking us like, what movie do you recommend? What TV show should I be watching? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, okay, let me open my calendar. Yeah. So this is three shows, three movies uh-huh. that we think deserve more attention than yeah. they're getting. Here we go. First up, we have a movie that we've actually kind of mentioned a couple of times called Kiki. Yeah. Which is a documentary that came out in March about yeah. the Kiki scene in Lower Manhattan. I'm not typically a huge fan of documentaries. I've seen a couple and I either like really love them or I get really bored and turn it off. This was maybe my favorite one that I've ever seen. I was so attached to everybody. I like went home and followed everybody on Twitter and was just like so attached to them. It's a documentary that follows three, four, five, four. four? Houses. Like, yes. Remember? Yes. Not including the House of Old Navy, which was credited in the credits. Which we loved. <laughs> but it's three houses and kind of how they're working and how they've kind of developed and come to be. But the documentary takes place over like, eight years? Yeah, eight or nine years. Yeah. And you kind of watch everybody pre-Obama and then going into Obama and then going into the second Obama and kind of how the government and the nation's views kind On of... On the queer community kind of like shift. Yeah. Yeah. And how it affected negatively or positively these houses yeah. in the midst of all of these like dance competitions. Yeah. And you get to see a lot of them and they are so cool. They're all like so much better at moving their bodies than I will ever be. <laughs> like, and it's it's a really great movie because it's sort of, if you've seen Paris is Burning, which I hope you have, it is like the direct descendant of Paris is Burning and that it tells the story of like this sort of facet of the queer community that doesn't get a lot of attention, which is like young queer men and women of color. Mm -hmm. There's actually a really interesting part where one of the main characters goes back to the South with a couple of his friends and with the filmmaker and they like have dinner with his mom. Right. Yeah. And it's really devastating. Mm -hmm. But then there's also a part where there's a young trans woman in the movie and they show interviews with her family and they're like incredibly accepting and like completely incredible her little brother and little sister killed me yeah another good thing about it is that it's a movie about young queer people but it's not about coming out i mean there definitely are some moments where they talk about like when they came out but it's no one that's like no one's ever like struggling with being queer yeah it's just They're all like, like this is who i am this is what i do i love dancing and it also this is a very small part of the movie but I was really into it. Talks about leadership within like a younger community because a lot of these characters, characters, people, are people our age that are literally taking care of and being the like maternal or paternal figures to these children who are like 13, 15, 16 that are using the Kiki scene to kind of have a place that they can go to. Yeah. And it was a really great thing to watch. So you can watch Kiki on YouTube for $4. Oh. Or on Amazon for $13. Hmm. Or on iTunes for $13. Seems like YouTube's the way to go. Yeah, I uh, would say YouTube, YouTube, get at us for sponsorship. I've been arrested probably three times my whole life. 
they treated us like garbage, like just straight garbage. And it was, it was embarrassing. It was hurtful. And I never thought I would feel like that because I've always been the type of person to not care. But I actually really felt hurt after a while because they was really treating us like, oh, because you're in the ballroom scene. I know y'all do this. I know y'all do that. We've arrested so many people from this type of house or that, da, 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 da. like it was just like they was treating us like we're all the same person and people fail to realize regardless if we all label under gay, label under lesbian, label under transgender, whatever, we're all individuals. So the first TV show we want to talk about mm-hmm. is <laughs> something that I think everyone maybe knows is happening, but no one's taking the time to watch it. It's called Raven's Home. I know. I, everyone just rolled their eyes or fast forwarded through this yeah. part. But trust <laughs> us when we say it is the best show on television. It is. It's the perfect TV show. For those who don't know, Raven's Home is the follow-up to the Disney Channel series That's So Raven, starring Raven Simone. Raven's Home takes place in 2017 mm-hmm. when Raven and Chelsea, the two main characters, have grown up and gotten married and had children and both divorced their husbands and have moved in together. Chelsea and her son have moved into Raven's apartment in Chicago. Yeah. And they're, like, <clears throat> trying to make a life. What it does better than Fuller House and Girl Meets World is it's a very equal balance between the kids' plot yeah. lines, because there are three kids in the house, yeah, and Chelsea and Raven, and you yeah. never feel like the show is only about like one right. set of them. It's on the Disney Channel, and for kids who are watching it who haven't ever seen That's So Raven, they can watch it and enjoy it, but then yeah. for people like us, we can watch it and enjoy it, and then like when Raven says, oh snap, we could be like, ah! And honestly, you're lying to me if you say that you don't like That's So Raven. Yeah. You may be wondering, aren't you guys only talking about queer things? Right. Well, here's the thing about Raven's Home. First, I'm going to read the bullet point that I put in the Google Doc, which is stars noted queer woman Raven Simone uh-huh. and Annalise Vanderpool, who has no personal life information available online, which means she's queer. <laughs> here's the thing about Raven's Home. Here's the thing before we say this. You say this a lot about a lot of things, and there are very few times where I'm like, you know what? Jay's right. And this is one of those times. Raven and Chelsea are together. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not. They're not. They're not, but they are. Yeah. Canonically, they are not, but there is no way the show can end any other way than them getting together. Yeah. And there's a lot of like very visual and textual sexual tension between the two oh, of them. Oh yeah. There's And I mean, right now they live tension. in the same bedroom. They're in bunk beds which I guess is supposed to separate them for Disney yeah. Channel. But they're going to get together. Yeah. Raven oh. takes care of Chelsea. Yeah. They act like wives. It's so cute. Well, something else that proves that Raven Baxter is queer oh. is that in the first episode, she's going to her kid's school to, mm-hmm. like, rescue oh. them. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, getting dressed up. And Chelsea is like, Raven, why are you getting so dressed up to go to gym class? And she's like, there are a lot of hot parents at that school. Not hot dads, hot parents. And Raven Simone, as a queer woman, knows what she's doing. Know that when we watched this, Jay immediately paused it and stopped screaming, Parents! She said parents! (laughs) That's true. I really, really did. So even if in the back of your head, if you're listening to this going, Reverend Jay, you're so funny. I'm never going to watch this. You're wrong. You have to. It's so good. God. And it's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. One thing that was really great that didn't hit me until yesterday is there's an interview with Raven Simone where Disney Channel is kind of asking her these fun questions about life since the original. And they're like, so what have you been up to? And she's like, you know, I've been working. And she alludes to the view without, like, saying the view. And then she's like, and I came out. (gasps) 
that Disney property. I did not property. see that. Did you not watch the video I sent I you? haven't had time yet. Oh my god. Oh my god. She's really like, and I came out, and they like keep going, and she doesn't get too into it. But I was like, this is great, because every little kid is gonna turn around and watch this. <laughs> and she definitely makes it very clear that Raven Baxter and Raven Smut are two different people. <laughs> it, was, it was just very nice to see that Disney isn't like, oh, it's just a non-sexual like like lady that is starring on this show yeah and they never really say why her and devon broke up which is kind of like what starts the whole show right so like maybe you know raven came out and uh her and devon broke up (laughs) and because there was that episode where devon goes to kiss her and she's she's like like, no 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 no." so i'm like okay so nothing's wrong between the two of them and she constantly is like we're friends yeah so maybe raven baxter came out to, uh, Devon. So you can watch the first episode of Raven's Home on YouTube. The other ones you're gonna have to... Get creative yeah. and, uh, figure it out. We don't advocate illegal downloading, but... Yeah. And that it airs on the Disney Channel mm-hmm. Friday nights at 8pm. Well, Raven Baxter has changed. She has two kids. They're twins. Uh, she has a job. She's divorced from Devon. And she's a grown woman. Raven Simone, uh, I came out. And I'm an artist. I'm a painter. The next movie we want to talk about, in case you didn't notice, we're going movie, TV, movie, TV, etc. Yeah. We didn't ever say that. <laughs> it's a little movie called Their Finest. It was like our plan C movie. Like, yeah. it wasn't something we were, like, really wanting to see. We were very prepared to not see it. And then we saw it, and it was not the best movie of the year so far, but definitely up there. Yeah, one I of the best movies it. of the year. It takes place in World War II. It stars Gemma Arterton and Sam Claflin. Yes, and it's basically about a film crew that's trying to get a movie done about World War II for everyone that's left back home about the soldiers that are overseas to make everybody feel better. Not necessarily propaganda, but just like an actual movie and about everything that they have to go through. It's kind of a like romantic comedy. It's, yeah, it's like a low-key rom-com. Yeah, like it's not that funny, but it's very lighthearted. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a war romance. No. In any sense. It's a romp. Yeah, but we're about- A romp with a lot of death. We're about 15 minutes in and this character comes in and it's like, oh, she's obviously a lesbian, but we know that they're never going to comment on it. Yeah. She's this like tall, striking redhead in a suit. Yeah. And she's like the fast talking assistant. Like the kind of woman that would have like a riding crop. Yeah. I think she might at one point in the movie. (laughs) She does have a riding crop later, yeah. Um, But she's like the fast talking assistant and she's like Gemma Arterton's friend. Yeah. And the whole- She's very intense. Yeah, she's very intense. And the whole movie we're like, ha 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 ha. What a lesbian. <laughs> they'll never say anything. We get to just pretend that she's a lesbian and mm-hmm. they'll never acknowledge it. About halfway through the movie, Jake Lacey from Obvious Child and a bunch of other stuff hits on her mm-hmm. and she's like, wrong tree. Right. And we were like, fuck. <laughs> and then in the last two minutes of the movie, Gemma Arterton and this lesbian and another guy are like writing a movie script. And the lesbian's like, there have to be men in it. And the guy's like, well, who else are the women going to fall in love with? And she's like, what about each other? And they're all like, oh, you. I mean, this character is also one of the main characters. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely not that she's just like a cameo that that like pops up. And she's just like butch. Yeah. And she... She's like World War II butch, which was really great to see. Yeah. It's also a really great movie. It's also like, like a really good movie. We walked out, we were like, oh, wow. Like, yeah. that was... I would watch it again. Seriously, one of the best movies of the year. You can buy it on YouTube, iTunes, or Amazon for $5. That's a great deal. Yeah. I'd pay $5 to watch it. Me too. YouTube, iTunes, and uh, that other one. Get out of us. Amazon. <laughs> they want an outline. We haven't got a story yet. And they're asking about characters. 
apart from Hilliard as a cat burglar. Three girls, three different walks of life. I need specifics. A nun, a showgirl, a lady wrestler. Seriously, you push us now and that's what you'll get. Men? Well, who else are the girls going to fall in love with? Each other. The show that no one in the world watches besides Jay, Superstore. Starring the guy from Drop Dead Gorgeous, or no, Drop Dead Diva, and uh, America Ferrera. It started out as a terrible show, but I'll do anything for my wife, America Ferrera. It's still a terrible show. No, no, no. It's gotten better. It's actually enjoyable now. <laughs> like, it used to be a chore to sit through, and I would, like, watch it while I did laundry, but now it's actually, like, a show that I enjoy watching every week. And I don't know if that's Stockholm Syndrome or if it's, like, actually gotten better. One of the main characters is this Filipino man named Mateo. And in the second season, he starts dating this older white guy named Jeff, who is like their boss. And it's like the big like romantic plot line of the season is the two of them. And they're a really sweet couple. There's like three or four episodes where they have to hide their relationship. And it turns into like a wacky misunderstanding. But the wacky misunderstanding does not come about from them being like, oh, we have to hide because we're gay. It's like, oh, we have to hide because you're my boss. Oh, that's cute. When they eventually, like, everyone finds out that it is them, they're not like, oh my god, this gay couple. They're like, oh, what a cute couple. And the coolest thing about it is that Mateo, the Filipino guy, is undocumented. And he had a whole plot line about that this season, where it was, like, voting day. Like, of the election? Yeah. This election? Yeah. With Hillary? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't know they covered that. Yeah. Interesting. And he tried to vote, but he couldn't because he's undocumented. And it became this whole plot line where he was like trying to find a way not to tell his boyfriend that he's undocumented because his boyfriend is his boss. And so he would have to fire him. And it was this really like intense and kind of amazing plot line that then has kind of spiraled into a larger plot line about him being undocumented and then all of them trying to sort of like keep that under wraps. Oh, this is very ugly, Betty. I know. But then there's also, it's not like, they're the same as the straight couples, because then there's also a lot of talk about, like, Mateo is, like, kind of a short, chubbier guy, Mm -hmm. and he has a lot of, like, self-confidence issues when he first starts dating Jeff, because Jeff is, like, a white guy who is handsome, and Mateo is, like, nervous about dating him because he's not, like, the classic handsome gay. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it's cute. You can watch Superstore on Hulu, and then when it comes back, it's going to be on NBC Thursdays at 7 p.m., and it comes back September 28th, the same day as Will and Grace. So you can just watch Will and Grace, and also watch Superstore. Okay, well, you know, cat's out of the bag. Me and Jeff. Does anybody have any questions? Can we please keep this in this room? I'm not supposed to be dating anybody from one of the stores. But casual sex is okay, right? Because I've been banging Garrett on and off for a while now. What? Ah, that is correct. What? Um, What has happened to this store? Me. I happened. This is me. This is my fault. I opened the cage or whatever. I've never seen Jurassic Park. What? What? Okay. Okay, that is not what we're dealing with right now. Then we have an... I believe underrated movie, yeah. Rough Night with uh, Scarlett Johansson. And many other people. <laughs> yeah, but that's like what they, they were like, yeah. this is a rom-com with, you know, Marvel's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. It's got um, Scarlett Johansson, Jillian Bell, Kate McKinnon, Alana Glazer, and 
Zoe Kravitz. Uh-huh. I think everyone should see it. It's basically, like, ScarJo's getting married, and Jillian is, like, a really obsessed friend and throws her bachelorette party that goes horribly wrong when they accidentally kill a stripper. Yeah. That's the movie. <laughs> yeah. It was really overlooked because people thought it was bad, which I don't get. I thought it was hilarious. Same. And it's objectively not as good as Girl Strip, and Girl Strip, deservingly, is getting, like, the big press about the, like, summer women's movie. Mm-hmm. But you know what I say? Why can't there be two summer women's movies? There are two queer plot lines we can talk about. Demi Moore is married yeah. to Ty Burrell, and they live next door to the, like, Airbnb yeah. that the, the, the main characters are staying in. And they're definitely, like, swingers, possibly. Yeah, they're in, like, a polyamorous relationship. Yeah, and Demi Moore becomes very attracted to Zoe Kravitz. Which is very relatable. There's one point in the movie where Zoe Kravitz basically gets, like, poured out to Demi Moore, and they, like, have to have sex to avoid this whole situation that has come up in the movie. There's a wild sex scene between Demi Moore and Zoe Kravitz. And Ty Burrell. Yes, and you could have heard a pin drop in the audience while it happened. It is completely out of control. So there's that. And then... There was a solid plot line. Zoe Kravitz and... Alana Glazer. ...are exes. From the get-go, the entire cast is like, they're not over each other, they're definitely still in love, and through the whole movie they're kind of hitting on each other, and it's a really great plot line, and is not shoved in the background. And I the, think it's really great. The best part of it is that Zoe Kravitz's character is married to a man at the beginning. Yeah. And at by the end has broken up with her husband and is with Alana Glazer. And she's just very, like openly bisexual and it's not it's never like oh like she's leaving her husband for a woman she was gay all along she's just bisexual and that's fine and Alana Glazer's character is bisexual too fun fact Zoe Kravitz and Alana Glazer are both bisexual in real life so Zoe Kravitz if you're listening (laughs) Zoe Kravitz come on the podcast Zoe Kravitz come on the podcast (laughs) or Alana honestly yeah Robert would you care to read the last bullet point I put into this document I want Zoe Kravitz to... I see. (laughs) I don't like that. I hate that so much. That's gross. So you can watch Rough Night. Oh boy, it is just... You're gonna have to... Get creative. Yeah, you're gonna have to go put locker for this one. Not that we condone this at all. Yeah, don't download movies illegally except Rough Night. The last thing that we're going to talk about is a show called Take My Wife. Which Robert does not watch and also had never heard of before I put it in this Google Doc. Take My Wife is a show on CISO, which until a couple weeks ago... Oh, I do know what this is. Yeah, was an online video service. Mm -hmm. It's written by, created by, and stars Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher, Mm -hmm. who are lesbian comedians who are married. It's like fictional versions of them living their life together. It has queer actors playing queer characters, which is great. It has an all-female writer's room, and it has a larger percentage of people of color writing for it than most other shows in Hollywood. It's just, like, one of the freshest, most interesting depictions of queer relationships that I've ever seen on TV. Here's the thing, though. CISO went under. CISO is no more. Oh my god. But they've already completed filming season two of Take My Wife. Okay. So now they just have no way to distribute it. 
Because they don't own the episodes. CISO does. So all these episodes are just kind of, like, hanging out. So people are, like, trying to start a movement to, like, get Take My Wife on another platform, like Netflix or Amazon. Mm -hmm. I bet Amazon will take them. I hope they do, because it's a really good show. And the problem is, like, I'm recommending it now, but you can't watch season one anymore because CISO has gone under. So you, like, can't watch it. But if you're listening to this and you like the podcast, go to Netflix or Amazon and go to their, like, suggestions and ask them to pick up Take My Wife because it's a really good, fun, queer show. I bet you can find it out there somewhere. Yeah, but we want them to pick it up. (laughs) Yeah. So don't find it online somewhere. I haven't seen her in, like, 24 hours. Yeah, Rhea just wants to do her own thing. I think of us as a team. You know, like... Venus and Serena Williams. Wait, those are sisters. Like Tegan and Sarah. Wait, those are sisters. Like Tia and Tamara. Those are sisters. Like Wilson Phillips. Okay, but so you didn't get the job? No. So that's it, everybody. Thanks for listening to another snack. We'll have another one coming not next week, but the week after. So look out for that. It's going to be a really good one. In the meantime, to get really great content, you can go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One More Thing because Thing With and I was taken. You can also like our Facebook page and subscribe to our newsletter on tinyletter.com slash one more thing. But big time, you can go become a Patreon subscriber to our Patreon page. Yeah, become a patron. Patreon.com slash one more thing. P-A-T-E-R-O-N. Nope. Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Great. (laughs) Dot com slash one more thing. There's a whole bunch of great stuff that you can get on there. Last week, our subscribers got part two of our Leah Michelle literacy theory about Emma Roberts and how she plays into all of it. They also got an hour and a half episode about Ryan Murphy. And there's a lot of great stuff coming our way to, uh, coming towards, coming to our subscribers. Coming to our subscribers. There we go. I just lost the uh, ability yeah, to speak. Yeah, that was weird. There's honestly just so much going on. Basically, there's no excuse to not take our content, so take it. Jesus. Go, go sign up for everything and go follow us on everything. The goal for season two is to give you as much as you can possibly handle, which is what I like to say to my guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> From all of us here at One More Thing, the family-friendly podcast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. You think Raven's the top? Oh, yeah. Chelsea doesn't know how to do that. Are you sure? Yeah. I feel like Chelsea, that was one of those people who you're like, oh, yeah, she definitely bottoms. And then you and get then in she's bed like with crazy. her. And she's like, hello. She's I, like, think she's, I think she's the top. Because Raven is a diva. I bet they're both first. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. On to the so. next one. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!